What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Investor Friday. I'm your host, John Pearl. And today, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. So today is Veterans Day. And I have had a lot of very important people in my life that are veterans. And I'd like to just give a special shout out to all the veterans who have served in our U.S. Armed Forces today. So today, not really going to talk about investing, real estate, but a different spin on it. And I want to give my story about how the military, my service in the military changed my life for the better. And so it's a story of, in my opinion, at least, I didn't get to do a lot of the things that I joined to do. A lot of the experiences that I wanted to have, I never got to do for a number of various reasons. But dating back to when I first decided to join to get involved with the military that was in college. So many of the men in my family were in the military. Both of my grandfathers served in the military. My dad, my uncle, they served in the military, in the Navy. Multiple uncles of mine are in the Navy, including my dad. So my dad's agreement for my brother and I was when we go off to college, we had to do Army ROTC for a year just to keep some structure in our lives and to give us a challenge that we were used to having previously in our high school lives. We were both athletes and long story short, my dad thought it'd be a good idea to give us some structure. and. So for me, if you would have known me when I was in high school and my first couple of years in college, you would never think that I would be the type to join the military or the army. And so I got to my first year of college and academically, my first couple of years of college were a joke, but on the army side, I ended up really liking it. We had to do PT every morning and... I loved the structure. I loved the challenge that it provided. I loved getting together with a group of other hard chargers and working out every morning and being a competitive guy. I liked the the competitive nature of it. So we would get together. I don't remember the exact time, 5.30, 6 a.m. And we would work out. It was great. It was tough on me at first, but it provided a lot of structure in my life and ultimately gave me what I would have otherwise been lacking. So as I got more involved with Army ROTC, and if for those of you that don't know, Army ROTC is in college, it's different than what you may remember from high school. I'm not really sure what the high school ROTC, JROTC, not really sure what they did. But in college, it is a source of, it's a commissioning source. It's a way to become an officer in the military. So you can either go to one of the service academies like West Point, Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, or you can do ROTC at one of the many universities that offers it. Most colleges offer this program, or you can go through officer candidate school, which is after you get your degree, then you go off and go through boot camp, and then you do a follow-on course to become an officer. So I chose the ROTC route. And as mentioned, I wasn't great in the classroom, but many of my defining moments in college came in 
on the ROTC side, many of the growing experiences and the people I was surrounded by, the mentors that I had, they were all some of the most stand-up people I'd ever been around. And it changed who I was as a person over the course of my time in college prior to graduating. A number, so I was in school between, see the time period I'm thinking of between 2006 and 2010. Many of my mentors were cycling in and out of Iran, sorry, Iraq and Afghanistan. And they were some of the most hardcore dudes I'd ever met. These guys were cycling in and out of combat tours and they didn't take any of my shit that I was used to, that I was used to giving other people up to this point in my life. So I wanted to be like these guys and they were all combat arms branched, meaning they were guys that were up front, up close and personal with the enemies. And that just was the coolest thing ever to me. And I wanted to be like these guys. So ultimately I wanted to do what these guys were doing once I got out of college. And I had another mentor, our professor of military science, who was a Green Beret. And this guy was one of the most unique individuals I'd ever come across to this point. So I made it my, I decided at that point that I wanted to become a Green Beret. And as an officer, you can't do that until you become a captain, which is for those that aren't familiar with the military, that's the third level up. So it goes lieutenant, second lieutenant, first lieutenant, then captain. So you start as a second lieutenant, then promote to first lieutenant, then you become a captain. So what I ultimately ended up doing was branching into the infantry, but the catch was that I did not do well enough academically to go active duty. And that was, had a lot of feelings about that because I was very confident in my abilities as a leader and the accession process was heavily weighted on academics. If I recall correctly, it was about 70% academics. And then you were graded on a very various other items, things like physical fitness, which I excelled at, small unit leadership, which I excelled at, and other extracurricular things like intramurals, volunteer service, those types of things. Anyways, long story short, I didn't meet the cut to go active duty. And so I ended up going into the California Army National Guard, where I spent about 10 years. And so fast forward to the point where I am a first lieutenant. Once again, it goes second lieutenant, first lieutenant, then captain. I was now eligible to go try out to become a Green Beret. And the way it works in the National Guard, so the National Guard is like the reserves. You drill once a month and you get together and do training for about what ended up being about a month out of the year for me on a, in the summertime called annual training. And so the Green Berets, the special forces, Army Special Forces, those are the Green Berets, they have two National Guard units. So I ended up trying out for what is called 19th Group, and they're down in Los Alamitos, California, Los Angeles. And so my first tryout, I thought I was going to crush it, and I did not make the cut. And it it was devastating to me because I thought I did really well on the tryout. But what they ultimately told me at the end of it was that I was too green. I didn't have enough experience. Mind you, this is 
somewhere around 2019 that this is happening. And for me, most of the guys that I would have been leading at the time have been going in and out of combat since before I even got to college. And here I am as the guy who was supposed to be their leader with no combat experience. So they told me to go get a combat tour under my belt and then come back in a year or two once that's done. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll just go grab a combat tour and then come back. At one point during the GWAT, the Global War on Terrorism, that was possible. But by this point, things were slowing down a little bit more and it wasn't that easy to get on a deployment. I decided, okay, maybe if I just go and work on some of the areas that I was weaker in, then come back next time and try out. Maybe I'll impress them a little more and maybe it won't matter whether or not I've got combat experience. So I decided that I was going to do this. I went and I trained my ass off and worked on my areas of weakness. And I came back and I crushed the tryout. I did way better than I did the first time. And they ultimately picked me up. So what this means is I get a chance to go to the actual U.S. Army Special Forces Assessment and Selection course. That's a three-week course in Fort Bragg, just outside of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Fayetteville. And it's a little place called Camp McCall. So this was 2019, actually, when I got to go to this course. And I was stoked. I had just had a two-year-old daughter and a three-month-old son. And I was about to go do what I've been dreaming of doing for about a decade at this point. So I went and I tried out. I did really well at the selection course. I ended up getting selected to continue on with training to go. I would have to move my family to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, go on active duty orders and continue on with the pipeline of becoming a special forces team commander, a captain who leads a 12-person team in special forces. When I got the word that I got selected to continue training, I was thrilled. It was one of the best feelings I'd ever felt. But then as it sunk in a little bit, I had started having a change of heart and ultimately decided that this was a dream that I'd been holding on to since I was in my early 20s, mind you, I was 33 at the time this was happening. And I now have a two-year-old and a three-month-old. And my heart just wasn't in it anymore. And so on the night that I was supposed to ship out to go to jump school to go get airborne qualified prior to that was going to be the next step between where I was and going to permanently move to North Carolina for this qualification course I dropped out at the last minute it was the hardest decision I ever had to make but also at the same time I was getting really into real estate investing and financial freedom and creating a life of freedom and control for my family where I don't have to answer to anybody else and that those feelings were starting to compete more and more with my desire to want to serve and be away and traveling a lot and doing all the cool stuff that I had previously been so into. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do making that decision. I stayed up all night the night before I was supposed to leave. I even did the old Venn diagram, like, why should I do it? Why should I not do it? And 
about three hours before I was supposed to jump on the flight, I canceled my orders or I canceled my flight. I emailed my chain of command and I called it, I said, Hey, I'm getting out. I'm done. My heart's not in it. And that was it. And so I think I could have done things a little bit better, but that was the end of my military service and it was a tough pill to swallow. But I learned so much about myself in my time with the military and my journey to get to where I was at that point in the military with training up and going to selection and getting selected. And just, I learned so much from being at the course alone about being a team player, doing what needs to be done, even when you don't feel like doing it, choosing the tough right over the easy wrong. I learned so much about myself. A lot of it was physical and what I've been going through more recently has been applying those same principles to the mental side of the house. So a lot of it, yeah, it took mental discipline to get myself up and do all those tough training runs and hikes and workouts that lasted for hours. But now I'm using those same principles and applying them to what I'm doing mentally. And the lessons that I learned in the military have been invaluable. I can't tell you how much I changed just being affiliated with the army, even though it was much more loosely than most people's experiences. I think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about their service. Can't wait to get out. Others will tell you that they miss it and think about it every day. I tend to be in that camp of folks that think about it every day. I still follow a couple of my buddies that were going down that path that were on the same training team as me. And they're now fully qualified Green Berets. So it's just, even though it's tough to see and think about where I, what I could be doing right now, just makes me so happy that those guys have gone and succeeded. And knowing what I know about our military and the guys who I have been affiliated with, just have no doubt that we are in good hands with the people who are serving our military. I hear a lot of people in the older generations talking about folks in my generation, the generation behind me, everybody's getting soft. Everybody's getting too comfortable, social media, not put, not getting out of their comfort zone enough. And I can assure you that that is just 100% not the case with our lowest level enlisted in officers. We have some tough SOBs serving in our military and we're in good hands. Anyways, I just want to say I'm so thankful for my time in the military and for all of our veterans out there who are still serving and who have served in the past. Our nation would not be what it is without our military and without our service members. So thanks from the bottom of my heart, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Happy Freedom Investor Friday.